I don't know if I've articulated well enough how, how I, I just feel like this has given me a lot of, the, the, I feel like the Jefferson COVID stories project has given me a lot of purpose and excitement throughout the past two months that otherwise would be sort of monotonous, um, just studying all day. I don't know. I, I, I guess that's it. I, I don't know if I've got that across. I think I've said it a couple times. This is Humans of the Hospital, stories about more than medicine. Today's storyteller is a medical student in his third year. His coronavirus life was like a twisted sitcom. He's at his girlfriend's parents' house for months, and then a huge standardized test gets postponed indefinitely. There's a lot to unpack in two haikus he wrote. The website he made for his hospital to share their experiences, retraining for that marathon test, and Black Lives Matter protests. Testing day is near, but then just like that, it's not. Wind exhales hoarsely. Apart from the fam, but also with a new one. Spring blooms, upward dog. The first one is because sort of when all of the pandemic stuff began, I was getting ready to take step one, which is a big standardized test that you take in your second year of med school. And it was like, I don't know, probably a week or or so away and all the testing centers closed indefinitely. And it was... It's like it's this big moment in your second year where you're sort of you have six weeks off and you're studying nonstop every day. And I was sort of could finally see the finish line and then it stopped or whatever the the testing centers closed. And so it felt like this weird like it's like purgatory moment almost where it's like. I, I've been working so hard and in, in visualizing this for so long. And then all of a sudden it just, it wasn't going to happen. And I didn't know when it was going to. Um, and obviously I want to say that in the grand scheme of all the effects that coronavirus can have and did have, this was very small and not a huge deal. Um, but that first poem or that first haiku is sort of just about that feeling of almost like the rug being pulled out from under you or sort of your wind getting knocked out of you um, because it was just such such a jarring moment to be working towards this for a long time and then not be able to take the test, um, which I have now, now that we're talking Two and a half, three months later, I have taken the test, which is nice. It feels great. It feels really great. Um, um, it was like it, the the two months or so in between when the, the pandemic began and when I took the test, they weren't, I wasn't studying as nonstop as I had been before the pandemic. Um, but I don't think I realized sort of the emotional weight that it was, it it had on me. Um, I was, you know, studying normal sort of eight hour days, but still having this 
the sort of the stress of having to take this exam at some point and not knowing exactly when it would be. And I scheduled my exam and had it canceled three or four times. Um, So finally getting it over with was a really nice, to go back to the poem, I guess, a really nice exhale moment. Um, And, you know, just like not having to wake up the next morning and do flashcards or questions was just a really nice feeling. Why, why is this test so hyped up that way? Maybe how does it compare to something like the SAT? Yeah, well, I would, I would, when I explain it to like my family or, or people like that, I say it's like the SAT for residency. Um, so like, the score on this test, or at least the way it's hyped up, is that the score on this test is a very big factor in determining how strong your application for residency programs are. Um, So at least I felt a lot of pressure to do well on it so that I could, you know, have my, have access to the residency programs I will be considering, which I have no idea what those are yet. Um, But when that day comes, sort of not having any doors closed because of a bad score on this test. For context, that's also for the specialty you choose, aka what kind of doctor you are. It's like if you had to score well to get your college major safely. Step one is becoming pass-fail in around 2021 or so, so maybe things will change. And... What does this, apart from the fam, haiku mean to you? Yeah, so that one um, is because I have been spending the pandemic or quarantine or whatever you want to call it with my girlfriend and her family. Um, I was spending, my girlfriend lives in D.C., I live in Philly, and so I was spending my dedicated study period before the the step one exam, those six weeks in DC with her. And then when the pandemic hit, we went back to her family's house in the suburbs outside of Philly. And her, her sister is home and her parents are here. And Meanwhile, my family was, I have two brothers, one older, one younger. They also had gone home. And so my whole family, my immediate family was home altogether. And I wasn't with them, which was, you know, tough for various reasons. But I also feel, felt and feel so fortunate to have gotten this time with my girlfriend's family. And you know, I just, it's been such a great bonding experience and I feel a lot closer to all of them. I think we all feel a lot closer to each other and I really do feel like they're family now. And I hope, I think they feel the same way about me. Um, and so it's sort of this, this, and this coincided with the spring and this sort of this spring moment of growth or hope. Um, and it reminded me, I've been doing a little bit of yoga during the pandemic of Upward Dog, which is sort of this reaching uh, pose where you, with your chest turned up and out. And it just feels like this bud, to me, this bud sort of reaching out of the ground or the soil, reaching for the sun. And 
that's sort of how this family relationship or the growth of this relationship with the family has felt. Um, and it's been, it's been one of the things amid this really weird and unprecedented time that has just made me feel so comfortable and happy. He and I met after I saw this website he works on called Jefferson COVID Stories. I reached out and I said, I think it could be pretty cool to hear these entries out loud. Would you want me to record some of them? So we have, and we've made a bunch into podcasts, just like we're doing right now. Go listen after this. Some for me are like being under a spell. So you and I met during this dedicated period of yours. Uh, at least emet while you've been working busily on another project, which is this Jefferson COVID stories project that I saw and we've been teaming up on. So it'd be awesome to hear about how that came about. Yeah. Um, that has been such a, another light, um, during the pandemic for me. Um, I have, shadowed a doctor. Her name is Danielle Snyderman. She's a geriatrician at a continuing care retirement community. And so I've shadowed her a couple times and worked with her a little bit over the past or last summer. And she emailed me at the start of the pandemic and said, I have an idea, sort of a a little uh, half of an idea for a project similar to the Humans of New York project, which I don't know if you're familiar with. It's sort of like a photojournalism project where he takes pictures of people in New York and, and interviews them. It's really, really cool. And Dr. Snyderman said, I think it'd be cool to do something like that at, at my continuing care retirement community. Um, and we started crafting a round of prompts and she mentioned the project to her department her the department of family medicine at jefferson and they also thought it was a really fun idea and a great way for people going through this weird unprecedented time to express themselves and process all the things that were going on and so the department of family medicine got excited about it and it sort of grew to a Jefferson-wide thing, and we started sending the prompts out to all of Jefferson, and which is more than I think either of us had expected when we started it. Um, but the so it's the the site is a it's a website that has is both an a, a space for the Jefferson community to express themselves and respond to prompts asking them about how COVID and how the pandemic has affected them. And then we publish those responses on the website and sort of give, create this space, this communal space for people to read through and experience what the, what the, the COVID pandemic has been like for, for Jefferson individuals, for individuals in the Jefferson community. Um, it's been great. I I sort of felt like I was, as we spoke about a little bit, just like spinning my wheels um, when my my exam was canceled and I didn't really know 
when it was going to when it was going to happen. But I also, there was a a pandemic going on and I really wanted to help somehow. Um, but I'm not really, I'm not trained. I'm, I'm, I haven't had any clinical training. I can't really, I couldn't really do anything to help provide care for people suffering from COVID. And so this project really allowed me to feel like I was doing something. And I think it was really helpful for a lot of people to give them a space where they could process all that was going on and, you know, write poems or answer questions about how the pandemic was affecting their home life or their work life or what fears they had or how it had changed them. And I think giving people that space to reflect and, and write about it um, gave me a lot of purpose throughout the pandemic. How did Dr. Snyderman know to reach out to you? Are you a big writer? Did she know that this is something you were, you would be interested in? I had done a narrative medicine project with her over the summer. She had a patient who had had a pretty long, tumultuous journey through different uh, levels of a acuity and care throughout her facility. And so over the summer, I worked with Dr. Snyderman on a project interviewing this patient and uh, talking to her family members and sort of wrote a, a narrative piece about this patient and her story. And throughout it, we both developed a, a, a closer relationship and an understanding that there really is a lot of value to telling patient stories, to hearing patient stories, to giving them, giving people a space to tell their story. Um, And so I think that's why she reached out to me when she had this idea. Um, And I'm very, very thankful that she did because it's been such a great experience. During the quarantine, we've also hit a breaking point in the U.S. with the massive Black Lives Matter movement. And I saw you guys are running a new round of prompts on racism in healthcare. Mm -hmm. We felt that at 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 its core, we started COVID stories in solidarity with people who were struggling with something. They were facing a threat, something scary, um, which was the pandemic. And we wanted to give people sort of a space to process that. And so as the protests started happening, we felt like we wanted to stand in solidarity with that movement and those people who were struggling. Yeah, so we, we just launched a new round of prompts around racism in medicine And we blacked out the rest of our site because we felt like we wanted to focus on this moment and we wanted to do what we could to elevate the voices of people who should be heard right now. Um, And and I also think that it's very like it's it's relevant to covid-19 as well um the the name of our project is covid stories 
Um, and I think if you're to fully tell the story of the coronavirus pandemic in the United States, you can't leave out the effect of racism and bias in our society and in medicine and healthcare. I think the fact that, you know, black and brown communities have been disproportionately affected by COVID-19, the fact that lower income communities that are also, you know, concentrated with people of color will have a higher prevalence of the conditions that happen to be risk factors for COVID-19. Um, I think you, you can't separate these two huge moments from this year. Um, and I think in many ways, COVID-19 has highlighted disparities in healthcare due to race that have been present since the start of this country. Um, so to tell the story, the full story of COVID-19, you have to tell the story of disparities in medicine based on race. And I think that's what we're doing with these prompts. And that's why it's appropriate for it to be on our site. Any other thoughts or questions I should ask? Well, I want to say thank you to you because um, the, co- the Jefferson COVID Stories site has featured humans of the hospital podcast episodes on it. And those have added such a richness and depth to the, to the site. Um, and I think it's really powerful to hear the voices behind these stories. So I don't know if you're going to include that or not, but thank you. Thanks. I couldn't do this without you guys. It, you know, when I saw it, it seemed like an obvious way for me to talk about and share stories of people, which is, you know, what I love doing too. And, um, you guys have given me a lot of like been an avenue to tell a lot of stories. So it's, yeah, it's been great working with you guys and I'm, I'm glad you guys started it. I found you guys to work together. If you want to hear him and me joke around as friends about what we've learned doing this together, stick around past the credits. We'd love for you to stay connected to more human stories like these. So hit subscribe on your favorite app. Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts, or Stitcher. Thanks for listening to Humans of the Hospital. Find all the human stories at soundcloud.com slash humans of the hospital. Reach out to us for ideas and questions at humans.hospitals at gmail.com. I've learned so much from you guys. I really have like, I don't know why I think I, you know how you kind of latch onto an idea and you don't think outside your own box. I saw Humans of New York and was like, oh yeah, on this street, you just walk up to somebody. Mm-hmm. And I saw what you guys did with the Google Forms. Oh my God, you can reach <laughs> so many people. Yeah. And they they can come to, to you mm-hmm. instead of you having to go individually. That was... And I think that's, it's, it's interesting because that like just came out of the restrictions of the pandemic, right? Like we would have just gone up to people and tried to get their stories, but because we couldn't physically go into the hospital, we had to send out a Google form and it turned out 
to work. It turned out that it worked out pretty well.